Good afternoon. Welcome to our Friday Coffee and Conversation podcast. This is a uh, production of the Delnor County Office of Education in Delnor County Unified School District. My name is Jeff Harris. I am the district and county superintendent, and we have been doing a series of podcasts on different departments within our district and the county office, focusing on not necessarily the administration aspect, but on the folks who are doing the work in the field, boots on the ground. And today we're talking with our curriculum and instruction department. Um, so our first three victims, uh, volunteers to join us today, are going to be Jamie Cohen, who's an instructional coach. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're so excited to be here, aren't you? Thrilled. Yeah, you love this kind of stuff. I do. <laughs> I live for it. <laughs> April Martin, who is a secretary too in curriculum and instruction. Yes, thank you. And April just actually, she's only what, two walls away from where I work every day. So. I am. Yeah. I, I hear all the things. <laughs> and then Vanya Jinu, who is a reading intervention teacher. Hello, everyone. So, And Vanya works at a, and Jamie, you're at Best Maxwell predominantly. I mean, mm -hmm. that's where you're housed. And Vanya is, I think, at two or three schools. Yes, I am currently teaching at Joe Hamilton and Bess, and then we also have the intervention department at Pine Grove. Great. So let's kind of dive in. Um, so again, for those of you who may not kind of know the structure of schools, we have certificated staff and classified staff. So um, all three of you come at this from somewhat different perspectives to get where you are, but you're all working in curriculum and instruction, and a lot of people don't understand the complexity of what goes on with CNI. Um, so April, we were kind of joking around before we started this. How did you end up in curriculum and instruction? Well, it's a funny story, Jeff. <laughs> um, okay. So I got a job at the school district about nine years ago, 2012, and I was a bus driver. So I worked my way up through bus driving and I did that for eight years. Yeah. And then I got a job as a secretary, too, in curriculum and instruction last year. So not necessarily a traditional pathway. No, not really. <laughs> jumping into CNI, right? Well, I own my own business before we were, uh, before I became a bus driver. Right. So I had, bakery, right? yeah, we yep. had Continental Bakery and um, I did all my own books and all my own uh, office work. So I was pretty familiar with being behind a desk and doing what I do now. And you do a great job. Thank cool. you. Thank you very much. And, and Jamie, um, you joined us a few years ago from mm -hmm. out of the area. Mm -hmm. So how did you kind of get into the coaching role? What, what were you doing before you came to Del Norte? Um, well, my last in the classroom gig was in Alted. I taught uh, English at a Continuation school in Gilroy, down south in uh, South Bay area. Garlic capital of California. Yeah, there that's go. it. And um, and then in that district, a job opened up for PBIS coach. Um, and I took the job and I found out that I really enjoy supporting the adults that, you know, make that do all the work. Right. But I found that my skills were really um, well suited for helping the the grown-ups because they need support too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of folks forget that. And April's over there nodding her head. That that's where you spend a hundred percent of your time, huh, April? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vani, how'd you get into the reading intervention piece? 
Uh, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Excepting that I really grew up with parents who were in education and it was just a natural path for me. And I started my career in Delano and I taught English. And from there, I just progressed and ended up in reading. And I love it. And well, and you've also done, <clears throat> excuse me, you've also done um, ELD and different levels of special education too, right? Right. Yes, absolutely. I've taught SH, um, special ed, yeah, from high school, elementary, middle school. Adults. <laughs> Adults. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so all three of you, you, you have different perspectives, right? Vanya supporting, um, students, Jamie supporting adults and April supporting kind of departmental wide. Um, what would you all say is probably the most complex part of your job? What's the hardest part of your job? Just jump on in. Well, you don't have to raise your hand. Not that anybody did. I'm just saying. Um, I think for this year, the hardest part of the job is learning how to, um, test remotely because that's what we'll be doing this year. And so it's, it's definitely a challenge, but something that we're definitely on board for. And it's, it's, I, I love learning new things. So it's, it's been fun, but it is challenging. And by testing remotely, you're talking about the state assessments, yeah, right? State the CASP. assessments. And, and how for the first time ever, families will be able to use the secured browser and be able to test remotely at home. It's going to be really different. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. fun, different. And you're prepared for all those phone calls. I am getting prepared. <laughs> uh, Vanya, what's the most challenging part? I would say this year, changing with everything that's happened with COVID and the limited time we have to teach students reading has been really difficult because that's with struggling readers. They need that repetition. They need it every day. And so just trying to find those spots where we can grab students for extra time, whether it be after school, um, first thing right out of the gate in the morning, whatever we have to do. And it's, it's definitely been hard to see that we don't have as much time with them as we need. Well, because in a normal year, far from what this is, how many, how many children would you and the, the paraprofessionals who work with you serve roughly? A uh, hundred, more than a hundred. Yeah. And, and that's over the course of roughly a six and a half hour student attendance day. Um, how many are you able to serve this year? Oh, it's greatly limited just because of the cohorts and and we can't mix them up and and because of the way the program is structured. So it is very much whittled down under 50 for sure. Yeah. So what about you, Jamie? What was the question again? What's the most challenging part of your job? This year, um, well, actually, I would say any year, the most challenging part of being a coach is establishing the trust with the teachers you're working with, mm -hmm. because unless they trust me, um, I, I don't really feel like I can effectively help. And um, it takes time to establish that trust and to really get it to be a working relationship that is effective. And with um, it's hard to, I don't know, create that trust through a, a Zoom. You know, it's yeah. it's limiting um, my ability to just 
jump in and, and help um, because of stable cohorts and limiting how many classrooms I can be in, in a, on a given day. And um, it's just, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zoom, I think zoom has changed everybody's life. <laughs> it's, it's the defining word of 2020. Um, but, but even with some of those challenges, I know I've talked to you all about some different and some cool things over the past. And Jamie, I think your job has probably morphed the most in, in from what it was a few years ago when you first joined us and what it is now. And the department has changed quite a bit too. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the high points of what you guys get to do? What, what just kind of lights you up and sets you on fire? Oh, honestly, when <laughs> teaching is a hard job and it's, I mean, in, in perfect conditions, it's nearly impossible to, you know, to do it. Um, and I really, I like it when a teacher is just like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> and I can tell that I've actually taken something off their plate or helped them work through something because, I mean, Teachers are used to being on their own. You know, you're, you're the, you're the adult in the room. You're the one in charge of all these kids and you, you, you're the only one doing it. So, um, when I love, I love collaborating with teachers and I love what can come from it. That is where the magic happens. That is where change and growth and risk taking and all of that happens just working together. So when that really, when that really happens, um, that's what I love. Yeah, What's well, the quote from the A-team, right? I love it when a plan comes together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just dated yourself. <laughs> I, I did. You know, yeah, we, we were talking the other morning, too. You know, this is just a total aside about anybody who remembers the little records that used to come in the Fruity Pebbles boxes. Yeah, you're a totally different generation. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> So, Vanya, what about you? Oh, this is an easy question. Finally, I can answer this one very well. <laughs> <laughs> so I think most teachers would agree that the highlight of our lives are when we see it come together for a student. And that moment when I see them go, oh, oh, I got it. And they can read something that they couldn't read before. And it sticks. And it's amazing. Yeah. And I... Uh, so this is one of those questions that's not as easy to answer. Working with the students that you work with, is that something that you routinely see, especially given the fact that your the role of of what you and your folks do is so targeted? Um, do do you see kids respond that way often? More than you would think, probably. And um, you know, it takes time for them to put it really all together and become fluid in their reading. But it's those little skills that they master and all of a sudden the lights come on. And that happens more often than you might think. Yeah. So, you know, because I think a lot of times, and Jamie, it's the same thing working with teachers, I would assume, is that a lot of times they'll have 90% of what it is or 70% of what it is. And with just a little bit of coaching, with a little bit of time, with a little bit of patience, with a little bit of new knowledge, all of a sudden that the growth that is kind of plateaued just explodes, right? Absolutely. And I will say that from my perspective, even though, you know, this pandemic has turned our world upside down, um, every single teacher that I've worked with has 
like just stepped up their game and just embraced all this new learning that we have to do right. um, because the kids need us and we got to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Like always, that's what teachers always do. Figure it out. <laughs> um, but to see just that eagerness to learn and that eagerness to, to work together and to figure it out. It's um, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So April, what about you? Um, I just really enjoy helping people. I always have. And so when I can get a teacher on the phone or a principal or anyone who's got trouble with their CASP or something with testing and I can do my homework and figure it out and make the phone calls and get back to them. And it just makes me feel good to be able to help them with their day. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of make sure that everybody's. Right. So everything's running as smoothly as possible. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, so if you think about CNI and you, you, like I said earlier, you all represent a part of CNI, you know, CNI also incorporates a lot of the scheduling that happens, a lot of the calendaring that happens, our English language development program, um, uh, has a lot of impact on the development of our LCAP on a lot of those different things. If people in the community who don't really know, and that's kind of the purpose of these podcasts, they don't really know the complexity of how a school district runs. What would you want them to know about CNI or what would you want them to know from your perspective about schools in general that they may not be aware of? What What's kind of behind the curtain that's out there? And I think for me, um, coming as um, a bus driver and coming as, you know, just a parent, I had no idea the amount of work that goes on in this office. Like, you never you never hear about how, you know, there's, um, how do you say it? It's like there's there's something different happening all the time and it's always some sort of emergency or some sort of thing that you have to deal with now. And on the other in the other departments, you don't, you don't hear about it. You don't know what's going on. And so it seems like there's always something happening in this office and it's always getting fixed. It's always, you know, there's always a problem that's getting fixed or there's always, um, someone who's going, yeah, I got it. I'm on it. I can do it. Let me do it right now. Like Leslie is always doing something. And like, even today she was in the middle of like trying to figure out a webinar and she got three phone calls and she's like, nope, nope, I'm on it. I got it. And she's running down the hallway doing something. And so it's it's just, it's amazing to me how much gets done. And for those who don't know, Leslie is Leslie Machado, who is our uh, Director of Curriculum and Instruction. You might have seen Leslie on some of our webinars. She's also been on these podcasts before, so. Any other input? What, what When you guys think about what, when people think curriculum and instruction, a lot of times they think about books and they think about maybe teachers. What what else is there out there that folks need to be aware of about the CNI department? What, um, what I think is significant is um, the curriculum is a very small piece of it. The instruction is huge. Um, as far as, from my perspective, um, when I think about where my efforts go, it's in supporting the instruction part because anybody can figure out a textbook. <laughs> I mean, if you just read through it or whatever, you can figure it out. Um, but the instruction is where, where the magic of teaching um, changes, uh, you know, the words on a page into learning. Right. Um, but getting everybody the support that they need the training that they need, the learning that they need in the way that they need it is, is, is very difficult. But at the same time, 
it's a lot like teaching because when you know you when you have 33 kids in your classroom you know what you got to do but you got to do it for all of them right and you have to figure that out and um it's it's the same thing it's we're supporting the teachers so that the teachers can support the students so you know in thinking too another big aspect of cni and i think this is what you you all do a portion of this as well um is when we talk about students kind of that social emotional health piece right because or we just talk social emotional health in general so you know vanya i know some of the conversations we've had um there are a lot of times that you and and the people you work with will deal with the a child and you guys are doing more than just teaching reading. You're actually making referrals for health, for counseling, for other support pieces. Um, what does, what, what does that look like? Well, obviously it's pretty hard to teach reading to a student that can't see. And so we're always looking out for those little red flags where we need to go ahead and make a, a nursing referral and speak to their regular teacher so that that can be remedied quickly so that they can learn reading skills. And and you guys have also, as you've gone through, um, another big part of, I, I think, the instructional component um, but also the reading piece is you've run into students who have sometimes not been identified for um, assessment for special education or who may have previously been assessed but not found to be eligible. How does your staff work with that? Um, usually somebody will approach us as far as and they'll say, hey, they didn't qualify for um, special ed help. Is this a student that you guys can take? And we will look at their assessments and see where we can assist them and go ahead and rotate them into groups. Okay. Um, and not quite your bailiwick right here, Jamie. I know that you did it a little bit before, but... Taryn's not joining us today for this particular podcast for the social emotional piece, but um, April, I know you support Taryn and Jamie, you've worked a lot with the social emotional piece in the past. You'd mentioned PBIS a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. How do you guys also support that whole social emotional learning component that's embedded in CNI? Because it, it's almost a part of everything that goes on. Um, well, in working with teachers, I can tell you um, if I'm ever, if I ever have a meeting or a training, I try to start with SEL to model it. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the last two years when I was working with new teachers, mm -hmm. honestly, I, I feel like a lot of what I did was support them <laughs> with their own social emotional learning in this new teacher world. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's if you look at what SEL is, it's, you know, pay attention to the person first. Right. And um, I think the best way we can do that is to to live it, to model it, um, to be there for the teachers, to show them different ways that you can, you know, access that kind of learning in through a Zoom um, and uh, yeah, be there for them. So like we said, CNI does a lot. And April, you actually have a child who is in um, middle school. Knowing that CNI is not just a textbook, um, that it does involve teachers, it involves instruction, it involves social emotional learning. I mean, all of these different things that happen. 
how how does she feel being on the receiving end of of basically where you kind of sit in the in the co-pilot seat with Leslie driving C&I. Right. She loves it. Um, she is a seventh grader at Smith River School, and she actually did it by herself. I didn't introduce anything to her. She came home and she said, Mom, there's this thing. It's called Sources of Strength. I get to help kids. I get to identify kids who need help. I can I can put myself out there and, and be the person that people <laughs> come and talk to. Um, and she's she is absolutely loving it. She's always, you know, making sure that she's on the Zooms with Taryn. She's um, she's amazing. She's just one of those kids who loves to help anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it's got to be kind of cool. Yes. Sitting in the office that CNI is working out of and seeing how your own child's benefiting. Yeah. It's it's that thing where you go, oh, this is what we do. And this is this is how we're helping. And it's helping my kid. And that's just it's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Well, guys, we're at the end of our time. Um, any last thoughts as we move ahead? I would say just keep swimming. Like we're all just trying to do the best that we can. And I feel like, I feel like we're going above and beyond and I feel like we're doing better than we thought we would do. And I would say teamwork makes the dream work and that's truer now than ever. So, um, I feel like a lot of people feel like they're struggling on their own and they don't have to. We can we can help. So reach out. Kid, teacher, parent, right? Mm -hmm. I second all of that. (laughs) (laughs) And want to throw in read. (laughs) That's right. Read, read, read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, um, all three of you, for giving up a chunk of your day to come in and, and do this podcast. Uh, we know a lot of people will listen um, and learn more about what the curriculum and instruction department does. If they've never heard of that department before and you want to know more about it, you can go to our website, dnusd.org and go to departments, check out curriculum and instruction. And that opens up an entire gateway because curriculum instruction also um, supports our um, American Indian education programs Um, just a a large variety of outreach services. So again, thank you all. And we hope everybody has a safe and healthy weekend.